the parents gave me $50 for the evening. That's great. But girl, you watch three kids for six hours. You're worth more. Now, do we feel good about that job? I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, and we will talk about self-worth on this episode of Torah for Christians. Welcome to Torah for Christians. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr. Often we find ourselves stopping just short of achieving a goal. Perhaps we want to lose 25 pounds. The first 10 pounds come off easily. Hey, this is great. But dropping the next 10 pounds is a real burden. It takes forever. And those last five pounds, oy vey, they were impossible. We finally ordered beer and pizza for dinner and we settled for losing 20 pounds instead of 25. Now losing 20 pounds is a great achievement, but if our goal was to lose 25, why do we lose only 20? We were satisfied with achieving 80% of our goal, not 100% or even 110%. How about stopping short in a relationship? What if we are dating a person and want to get married? Everything is going great and both of us know that God has blessed our relationship. Our souls are interwoven and marriage is in the air. And then when it is time to make that lifelong commitment, we get cold feet. We find an excuse to end the relationship. Our beloved, after a period of mourning, will pick up the pieces and realize that he or she is better off without us. And we will spend the rest of our lives wondering, what if? It's time for the annual review. According to all indicators, you have done exemplary work and are ready for a promotion. A position in the company has become available, one that would perfectly fit your talents and ambitions. It also comes with greater responsibility, a bigger paycheck, and better benefits. The review goes well, and you are assured of continued employment at the company at your present position and salary but you do not ask your boss for the promotion. It goes instead to somebody five years your junior with less experience. Carpe diem, not. You spend the next year trying to sabotage her, projecting your frustration onto an individual who sees the opportunity on which you passed. Sometimes we're so afraid of success, we will do everything in our power to deny ourselves the bounty that we so richly deserve. Moses' lament, who am I that I should go before Pharaoh, is a familiar one. We do not think ourselves worthy of success, happiness, and fulfillment, preferring instead to sink into self-pity and grouse about others getting ahead. Truth be told, we are not jealous of the young guns getting all the glory and the money. We are really angry with ourselves for allowing the situation to develop in the first place. Several years ago, when I was serving a small congregation, a rabbi 10 years my junior arrived at a sister shul. He was a wonderful man and we became fast friends. However, I couldn't help but become angry when a family left my congregation for his, saying that they wanted to be with the quote, younger rabbi. And at the time I was not even 40. 
It was the first time that I was the elder rabbi, and that was quite disconcerting. I was mad at my congregant, to be sure. I was also angry at my colleague. How dare he be younger than me? All sorts of doubt crept into my head. Have I lost my touch? Am I really too old? Should I retrain? And then I realized that there were plenty of other families to serve, and that if I were the, quote, elder rabbi in the community, that gave me a certain status. My younger colleague looked to me for guidance, and the media would come to me for television interviews and newspaper articles. I knew the community better and had built deeper relationships with the powerful and influential people in this small town, both political and religious. I learned that there was value in being the elder statesman at age 38. I found my sense of self-worth once again and became even better at my job. Chances are that I do not know you personally, but I can assure you that you deserve everything good that comes your way. As we learned, you must take responsibility for your life. With that responsibility comes joy, happiness, and success. But you will not achieve these goals if you sell yourself short and stop just before reaching that proverbial pot of gold at the end of your rainbow. Moses stopped short. He said, who am I? I am not worthy to go to Pharaoh, and I certainly am not worthy to be God's emissary on earth. True, these are awesome responsibilities and not suitable for everyone, but God had faith in him, and that is all that mattered. God chose Moses, which means that Moses was, by definition, capable of doing the job. If God believes in us, should we not believe in ourselves as well? Another true story to make this point. Many years ago, when I was actually the young rabbi, I was responsible for directing the bar and bat mitzvah program in a large synagogue. Boys and girls at age 12 would begin formal preparation to read from the Torah when they turned 13. This coming of age ceremony is the most important step in a Jewish child's spiritual development. Usually the kids begin to learn Hebrew at an early age, study Bible, prayer, and other subjects for several years in our religious schools, and then work intensively with tutors during the year prior to the ceremony. There was one boy who really made me mad. At our initial meeting, after I explained the requirements and how he would study to fulfill them, he said to me in front of his parents, I can't do it, I'm ADD. Well, I knew that he was a poster child for ADD, he used it as an excuse not to do certain activities it was obvious that he had succeeded in getting out of things because of his ADD. And he was trying to modify the bar mitzvah requirements or weasel out altogether. His comment truly startled me. I became angry with him, but not just for what he said. I also knew him as a kind, gentle, and genuinely intelligent kid. He loved to come into my office and look at my aquarium. As a reward for good behavior in the classroom, which meant controlling his ADD, I let him clean the tank. He actually loved this. It was a great reward. Since we had built such a good relationship, 
I decided to cash in a few chips and give it right back to him. I firmly and calmly told him that having ADD was no excuse for skipping out on a bar mitzvah. And while we might try some different learning approaches, I was not modifying the requirements. As a matter of fact, I told him I expected more out of him because he was so intelligent. That was the last time he ever mentioned ADD. I am proud to say he had a wonderful bar mitzvah ceremony. He was well prepared, chanted beautifully, and it meant a lot to him. In a private moment afterwards, I reminded him of his comment. He just laughed and said to me, Rabbi, I guess you were right. I can do anything that I put my mind to. The only thing limiting our success is our own self-imposed limitations. We do not give ourselves enough credit. We stop short of complete success. Unless there is a physical or intellectual reason why we cannot do something, we are our own worst enemies. While I will never dunk a basketball, it does not stop me from shooting hoops when I get the chance. The only non-physical limiting factor in our lives should be simply the lack of desire to do something totally ancillary to our primary purpose in life. I do not want to be a farmer, for example. There is definitely nothing wrong with farming. It is an admirable and important profession, and I certainly respect farmers, ranchers, and their importance to our country and to my belly. But I don't want to be one. I prefer to be an urban dweller, making my living as a rabbi, speaker, and author. My meat and produce do not come from the back fields. They come from refrigerated counters at the local grocery. But I want to be the best rabbi, the best speaker, and the best author possible. I do not want to settle for second best. I want to be known as the expert and have the credentials to prove it. That takes a lot of hard work and at some point, I have to put my cards on the table and prove that I can walk the walk to back my talk. That is a scary thought, but that day comes for each one of us. So when it does, we must grab that opportunity and prove ourselves. If we walk away and never take that ultimate challenge, we will forever lament the passing of our opportunity. When we cast aside our self-doubt and realize that we are worthy of every good outcome that comes our way, then God will help us to achieve our goals. People and situations will come into our lives that can only be described as divine. The right contact will appear from a most unlikely source. Your one true love will suddenly surface. That job promotion will happen. God told Moses to stop the doubt and start to work. God did not accept any excuses from Moses. God felt that Moses could handle any challenge and accomplish his ultimate goal, leading the Israelites out of slavery and into the promised land. With God's backing, Moses blossomed as a leader, able to tell Pharaoh to free the Israelites, and just as important, able to convince the Israelites that they deserve to be free. It is quite hard to convince slaves of their self-worth. Moses accomplished this goal quite splendidly. The results speak for themselves. 
Here are this episode's Moses Principles. Having doubts about our self-worth is natural. Pushing through those doubts is essential. When we feel a sense of self-worth, others will find us worthy. I want to remind you that we now have a new website, www.toraforchristians.net, where you can access previous episodes, including transcripts, write a comment or ask a question, catch up on my Substack columns, Wednesday Torah, and Bible stories I never taught you in religious school, or even book me as a speaker. Soon there will also be a membership opportunity, which will entitle you to a free ebook and members-only Zoom talks when we can interact in real time. There's a lot on the horizon, so sign up for our mailing list and become part of our community. I want to thank you for listening to Torah for Christians. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends, spread the word. You are the reason for our success. And whether you identify as a Christian, a Jew, a Muslim, or even as a skeptic, we are all in this world together. So please remember, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for us to live together as one. Till we meet again. I'm Rabbi Jordan Parr, and this is Torah for Christians.